0: Welcome to Stock Market Investing with the Armor Report. I'm Brett Rosenthal. This is our week in review. It's um, Saturday the 26th, 1130 a.m. Thanks for joining me um, so we can get ourselves prepared for next week. So we're going to talk about the indexes and what our algorithms are telling us about direction again next week, we'll go over what we've been talking about the last few weeks as in all humility, it's been spot on. So let's see if this script continues. Then we're gonna talk about you know what stocks we're focused on, what groups really we're focused on. So we like to look at the indexes first, then we look at groups second, and then we drill down and find the stocks we wanna own third. So we're gonna go through that process. And we call it the Armour Investing Way, right? So it's three stages. We build our whiteboard of fundamental ideas that we want to own. We do our research there. We share investment ideas uh, throughout the day at the Armour Report. Um, Then we use proprietary algorithms that I'm sharing with you. It's really why I started this uh, YouTube channel and the website eventually three years ago. It was to share institutional quality algorithms with the individual investor, It's how money is run today um, on a massive scale. And if you don't really have the um, algorithmic approach to your process, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, and it can be dangerous. So what I'm trying to do is share with you the algorithms we've developed here at the Armour Report to help get you on the right side of probability over and over again when reward is worth risk. And if we do that over and over – Net worth follows. We don't have to eyeball the P&L. We just have to keep executing that strategy. But of course, we have to wrap it up with a sound stop loss discipline to protect our capital so that we don't see a 50% drawdown in five weeks when the market decides to implode, which it seems to do once every two or three years. (laughs) Okay. So our job is to stay on the right side of probability, continue to get while the getting's good. And then protect ourselves when necessary, and that's what I'll be talking about. Don't forget, all this information I'm sharing with you, I use to manage my own personal assets. Right? I've been doing this over 30 years, and so I'm just sharing with you, um, you know, the successes and the failures as I go to hopefully make you a better steward of your own capital. Okay, So this is a guide, the Armour Report. You've got to look at your own risk tolerance, your own goals to figure out how you want to invest, so I'm not telling you what stocks to buy, that type of thing, right? But you can see what I'm doing personally and see if it fits for you, okay? Um, so let's get to – and, of course, uh, I'm going to go over comments. Um, any questions you guys have, we'll go over that later. So uh, fill up the chat board over here, and then when we get to the end, I'm just going to share with you some basic thoughts, and then we'll get to your questions, and we'll go over Q&A. I have found over the last three years of doing this with you guys on Saturday that the Q&A part is my favorite part. We we come across some great investment ideas. We do research on them um, starting Monday. We share the information with Armor Insiders, which is our subscribers. You can always subscribe right down here. Um, And then we, you know, put them on our whiteboard and start investing, and it's been a real um, positive for us. So thanks for all of your thoughts and suggestions. They've really made the community um, very profitable. Thank you. All right, so let's dive in first to – stock market in general, right? So about six weeks ago, and let's go look at the tape as I share this with you. I'm going to go look at um, the NASDAQ 100, okay? About six weeks ago, right down here, as the market looked like it was breaking down and in trouble, okay? Right in here, I came on this very show, okay? And back here, if you look at the S&P, I'm going to share that with you, right? Right back here, this double bottom at the 50-day moving average, okay? I came on this show and I shared with all of you that the Armor Risk Monitor, which is the tool we use, it's the page, and I'll I'll just show you real quick on the website. If you're an Armor Insider, you can click on um, Armor Insiders, obviously. You can take a look at this, okay? Click on that and you get to the basic four tiles. I update this every uh, day at the end of the trading session um, and in the morning before the trading begins, if necessary. The risk monitor, you click on it, you drill down. This is the page that what we do here is we just, um, when necessary, you can see on the 24th, we changed it to current risk posture green. And this is really what I want to talk to you guys about. Back when the market was double bottoming at the 50-day moving average about six weeks ago, and a lot of people were concerned the market was going to break down, and I heard the entire wall of worry that they go over, over, and over, and over again on CNBC, which makes nobody any money, okay? What I said to you six weeks ago was we are risk monitor green. We have eight algorithms. They're designed for the volatility of eight indexes. These eight indexes drive our risk decision from – 30,000 feet. If we don't have these algorithms going in the right direction, confluence across the indexes, then we don't get very aggressive putting risk on the portfolio. But when we do, and it flips that risk monitor green, we have green, yellow, and red, right? So when it flips it green, it tells us there's a highest probability that the indexes are going higher in the near term. And so that's the time to get aggressive and put capital to work right at the time when people are most concerned. Then as the market skips higher and starts to rocket and melt up and everyone's excited, that's when our risk monitor shifts yellow and eventually red to protect capital, okay? So six weeks ago, we went risk monitor green. Three weeks ago, okay, two or three weeks ago, I shared with you all that in order for this market to really take the next leg higher in order for the S&P to make all time new highs. We needed to see the innovator stocks reassert themselves. And so at the Armour Report, we were buying ARC innovator uh, indexes right here as it broke the downtrend. And you could see it's just walking up now. Okay, we also added shares of the ARC tech innovator right in here, FinTech right, starting to walk up. And we really loaded the boat and we own shares of QLD, which is twice the performance of the triple Q's in our armor index only portfolio, okay, right here as we came across the 50-day. And what I submitted to you then was, we need the big cap tech and the innovator stocks to reassert themselves. The growth stocks will lead this market to all-time new highs. And that's exactly what's happened. So the question is, what happens next? I share these thoughts with you, not so that I can come on here on a Saturday and say, hey, I was right, and look at all the money we've made, which is great, and it's fun, and we can talk about that. But the purpose of sharing it is not to be a crystal ball and guess what's going to happen in the future. It's to say, look, here's the script. Let's get on this script. And if it deviates, we know there's something wrong, and we have to protect capital. You've got to stay humble in this market. Even if you're right over and over and over and over again, nobody's right all the time. And if we don't recognize the need for stop losses to protect ourselves from ourselves, all the hard work in the six-week period or a three-month period or a six-month period can get wiped out in a couple of weeks. And that's what we're trying to avoid here. So how to trade next week? The market closed at an all-time new high. We had an interesting debate on our desk with Armour Insiders during the week. And the question was, should we be focusing our attention back on industrials, materials, retail stocks, or should we be overly exposed to growth? I'm just sharing with you what I do personally. Okay, at this stage in the cycle, when the risk monitor has turned green again. On Thursday, it went green again from yellow. It normally doesn't happen, but it, it can happen in a mechanical bull market. We're in a mechanical bull market that got started really after 2008, but particularly after the pandemic, March of last year. So sometimes you go green, yellow, green, yellow, green, yellow, and you never get that red collapse that takes you out of the market. So on Thursday, I was sharing with Armor Insiders, we've just gone green again. So get while the getting's good. Take your positions. My comment about industrials, retail, you know, um, um, materials, my comments are this you need to build a portfolio that you're most comfortable with. You don't want to just build a portfolio that I'm comfortable with. Over my 30 years, I make most of my money investing in technology and innovation. That's where the big profits have always been for me personally. So I always overfocus there. Sometimes it'll hurt me on alpha. Most of the time, it'll create massive alpha for me. Every now and then, I'll shift and buy these other sectors. In my opinion, when the risk monitor just turns green and growth starts to lead, is not the time to shift over to other names in other groups just for the purpose of diversifying. That's for me. That's just for me. I don't really believe this market is going to rotate aggressively again like it did February and March of this year back into economy reopen industrial names. I think the next sell-off will be a confluence sell-off where all the indexes roll over at once. I don't think it'll be a rotation. And I think it'll happen because the Fed literally starts raising rates and reducing liquidity and everything will go down. So trying to hide an industrials won't help. So I think right now we're in a unique time where we're into that grind higher, melt up phase of the stock market. And in that environment, if I'm right, I want to be aggressively growth-oriented. That's just me. I could be wrong. I'll get stopped out. I'll have to reassess. But on Saturday today, as I share this information with you, that's how I'm positioned. My last comment here is let's don't focus necessarily on growth or value or this or that. Let's focus on the right entry points, what I like to call armor value entry points. So if you could find a retail name or an industrial name that's sitting at a no-brainer entry point, an armor value, I'll share with you a couple names right now. Three charts I'm going to share with you right now that are that are retail industrial type charts that are perfect patterns at an armor value entry point, which means to me not a value based on fundamentals, but value based on reward to risk setup. Let's take a look at a couple just to, just to have this conversation before we get into all of my favorite names, okay? Take a look at Boeing, okay? If you want an industrial, okay, what you want to do is find something close to the 50-day moving average in a tight formation where you know the reward to risk is great, okay? If they start shipping planes again, there could be a lot of upside here. The stop on Boeing would be back below the 50 this day right here. So what's your risk? Very small risk, right? And the upside could be big if they start, you know, shipping planes again, right? I get it. That's a chart pattern I could buy. I don't care if it's industrial or, 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 or growth. It's a good-looking chart pattern. Here's another idea. My son's name is Levi. He always wants me to buy shares of Levi, okay? Levi's a growth story they've tapped into the young audience and their, and, and, and their products are really well, selling well. So why are we looking at all at retail? Well, Because look at what happened to Nike on earnings. Okay, Nike was a, an armor value entry point. If you wanted to own retail in front of the earnings news, you could have. Here's a double bottom at the 200 day moving average with a three bar reversal after that second bottom. That's a classic armor value entry point you would have been buying it right in here, okay? And you would have captured the upside in earnings if you wanted to buy it in front of earnings. So it doesn't matter that it was retail or growth or whatever. It's a perfect armor value entry point with a clearly defined stop. And if it's on your whiteboard because you think they're going to have great earnings, well, there's your upside. Here's another name. I missed the original entry point on Sonos, but I think it bears... Uh, a serious attention at this stage, right? The original armor value entry point was here. This was a classic cup and handle breakout right here. It broke out and skyrocketed. This is the first pullback off of a cup and handle base. I love buying the first pullback right around the 50-day moving average. Here's a clear double bottom. And what did it do is just come down here and close this gap, right? So stocks do that. So the low right here is your stop, very tight stop. And if it breaks out above the 50, this thing could get legs. So we got Boeing, we got Sonos, we got Levi, all at the right location. And if you wanted that type of, of exposure in your portfolio, have at it. You know, The more I talk to you about it today, the more I think I want, okay? I might go that direction. So you can do that if you want. Now let's shift over to um, thoughts on um, you know but before I hop off of of, um, uh, the indexes, I do want to share with you this because it kind of dovetails right into my next segment. We're going to talk about cannabis and we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. Okay? It starts, and this is something that um, I want to share with you guys. Cannabis stocks Crypto stocks, they tend to follow the small cap index on an intraday basis. That doesn't mean that if you overlay crypto and IWM, it looks the same. What it means is on intraday basis, days when small caps pop, those are the days where you see crypto and cannabis really run. Days when small cap is muted or down, it's harder to get upside. Reason is these stocks are small cap in nature, and they're dominated by the retail investor, not the institutional investor. Okay, but look what happened here on um, on Thursday of last week or Wednesday of last week. We got a risk on entry point, so a, a whole new green signal in the small cap index. Going back all the way to February, this is a big base in small caps. If they could take out the highs and confirm the new high on the S&P next week, we literally, in my opinion, will be, I already think we're in it, but I think it would confirm that we're in the grind up, melt up phase of the market. So that makes me want to shift focus to the type of stocks that can get some fire in those markets. Cannabis and crypto. Now those of you who know me know that I don't invest in cryptocurrencies, okay? Um, We've already had a lot of conversation about that. You guys were right all the way up. I was right from 60,000 down to 30,000 on Bitcoin. Okay. And the only guy who's really right here is the guy who's traded it. So that guy, you're the winner. right. But. What I've said was on the rip up to sixty thousand of Bitcoin. I'm not chasing Bitcoin. I'm not chasing any of these cryptocurrencies. Okay. I missed the original entry. I'm not going to be the sucker who's buying Bitcoin at fifty and sixty thousand. Okay. But the way I want to play cryptocurrency is to own the stocks that are heavily involved in crypto trading. Think of it this way: If I own a cryptocurrency, it's like buying. It's like it's like um, being the gold miner in the you know gold rush. uh, 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 What was it? Um, You know the the Great California Gold Rush. Okay. Do I want to be the guy digging in the dirt, trying to figure out what the next cryptocurrency is that's going to skyrocket, or do I want to be the guy sitting back on Main Street selling the picks and the axes? To every other guy out there trying to find the goal. That's what makes me comfortable. So there's two companies that I like. I'm going to share them with you right now, okay? These are my two favorite after doing the research, okay? I really like Silvergate. This is a risk-on entry point to me. The low right here is your stop. That's a no-brainer, right? It breaks that low right there. This little three-bar uptrend is over, and it'll be breaking... This higher low, it'll be coming back down, probably going to take out low, So I won't hold this thing. If it fails, it fails. I'm out. But if this is the right entry point after, after Bitcoin and Ether have collapsed, this could be the right entry point in these types of names. For those of you who don't know Silvergate, bottom line, it's like a merchant bank for institutions to monetize their bitcoin that's the simplest way to explain it okay and i do think i do think there's a possibility of a coinbase making a bottoming pennant a bottoming wedge okay so i tried the stock um right in here at the end of the day on the 24th i sold it yesterday because it didn't move all right if it pops out of this downtrend i'm going to try it again You all know that most of the time, I don't buy new issues unless they've been public for at least six to nine months for a whole host of reasons. I won't go over it right now. So this is a little bit early for me, but the bottoming pennant is what makes me interested. So if it breaks out of that bottoming pennant, I I may want to get involved, right? It's just been three months. Theoretically, I'd rather it be six months, okay? Okay. But if it breaks out of the bottoming pennant, I might want to own the stock. Now, I mean, you could go out there, and I'll probably be day trading, you know, Mara. I'll be looking to day trade it next week. I'll be looking at the day trade Riot next week. Okay, I think MicroStrategy, you know, I, I'm never going to own that um, because I don't like the management team. But um, I could day trade it. And then here's a crazy idea. Are you ready for this? Don't forget. Tesla owns a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> I know that's crazy, all right? But look what's going on shares of Tesla. Tesla's breaking out of a major downtrend. God, that looks good. This also confirms the breakout in the ARK innovator type of funds. So if this accelerates next week, if you get Bitcoin back on the move towards 60000 the stock's going up. And to round it out, these are the other two names that we own that touch cryptocurrencies, right? We have PayPal, we bought that early, right in here. So we're making money on PayPal. Whenever you start making money on PayPal, you gotta buy shares of Square. So we bought Square right in here, okay? Square and PayPal kind of run together. One always leads the other, okay? So, I'm looking at crypto stocks. I like the small cap index. I want to see next week, does it make new highs, confirming the highs in the NASDAQ 100 and the highs in, in the S&P? Because if it does, we got a rip-roaring market and we want to have risk. Um, meanwhile, VIX is imploding. I mean, at a post-COVID low right now. And I know people say to me, well, that's the time to start looking to hedge. It really isn't. It really isn't. Just because you make a new low in VIX doesn't mean it's time to hedge. What we need to see will be negative reversals in the market, and then we'll look to hedge. Let's say the market blows out Monday morning and closes down 1%. Then I might start hedging. Then I'll say, hey, look at what's going on in VIX and look at that reversal. But what VIX is telling us right now is there's room to run in the market. Until such time as a force stronger than the mechanical bull market hits it and changes perspective. What happened last year, we had a mechanical bull market and we had a pandemic. That was a force strong enough to, to shock the stampede. Okay, so here we are in stampede mode again. I don't know when, I don't know what it will be in the future that stops the stampede. What I do know is we have to get while the getting's good, and we worry about that later. We use stop losses, we look at the algorithms that tell us that it's time for us to protect capital. All right? Now, let's shift over to cannabis, because you know cannabis is, it's probably my favorite investing theme. It has been for three years, we've traded it successfully for three years, okay? but eventually it's not a trade for me. It's eventually a position I want to take, I want to get, it's going to run, and hopefully never looks back, okay? So it got totally out of hand. And we can see um, right here, let's look at MSOS first. Okay, it got totally out of hand here. You know, we pep- MS, uh, uh, MSOS, the ETF of cannabis stock started trading back here. We bought it right here on that green bar. Right? We made a killing on it. We sold it right up here as it broke down out of that little triangle formation. And then what we've been doing and I've been sharing with you is I'm waiting to see where the bottom is. We took a position right in here. It ran up to the 50 and failed. We got out. No harm, no foul. We didn't lose any money. Pulled back, found support at the 200-day moving average, and we were big buyers of the stock on this day. In fact, you know, we, we bought a lot of stock on this day the 23rd, it's still not above the 50-day moving average yet. I need a follow-through. This thing needs to punch out next week. If it does, I submit to you, it'll be doing it because the small cap's breaking out, and that's the time to own small cap cannabis stocks. Now, you could own you know, my favorite three right, are going to be um, Trulieve, which looks like a double bottom at the 200-day moving average. Green Thumb, which didn't even go to the 200-day, so it's the strongest. Green Thumb looks phenomenal, right? And Cura Leaf. Those three are my favorite names, or you could just own MSOS, which owns them all, okay? We also added shares of Grogen. Now, it didn't have a great Friday. I was hoping for it to break out here. But there's the pennant, there's the uptrend. We picked it off right in here, right? So we're, we're up a little bit on the position so far. But the stop is obviously this uptrend line, okay? So if it reverses, breaks down, we're out. But that's the right pattern on GroGen. And if these stocks are going to go, I, I expect GroGen will lead with a breakout of this downtrend. Okay, so cannabis is starting to look good. I wouldn't talk about buying or owning crypto in the midst of the craze, but now that Bitcoin's down 50% from its high and other cryptocurrencies have been destroyed, and and what I'm reading in the headlines now is, crypto's in big trouble, China's cracking down, Bitcoin's in trouble, okay? That's when I start to get interested. And when everyone's cheerleading, and Bitcoin's making all-time new highs, that's when I'll be looking to sell. It's hard to do it, guys. It's hard to do it, but it's the way you make money long-term. You buy weakness in the midst of strength, with top-day strength. Weakness in the midst of strength, if you want to know what I mean. GroGen is huge strength. Weakness is the downtrend as it consolidates. We want to buy the weakness, and we want to see... in top day strength what that means is now it's making higher lows so even though it's in a downtrend we're starting to see the buyers come in at higher levels and that's what gets me interested okay rounding it out my last thought before we go to q a um and let me let me just hit on a couple of my favorite cannabis uh, chart patterns okay so if if i do this i'm also going to be going into um Canadian cannabis. I really don't care. You know, some guys hate Canadian cannabis. Some guys, I, I, honestly, to me, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is. When money starts flowing into cannabis, it goes into the top big Canadian cannabis companies because they trade on major exchanges in the U.S. Very liquid, easy to trade. Lots of money goes into it. It's just one day in the future when U.S. cannabis is federally legal and and Leave and all those names trade on U.S. exchanges, I won't need Canopy Growth. I mean, maybe I will because there'll be, you know, a dominant player, and they'll, maybe they'll, who knows. But my point is, I don't care as much about um, Canadian cannabis, okay? But right now, when cannabis starts going up, big institutional money can't buy leaf, So it just flies into Telray, Canopy Growth, Kronos, and look at these charts. These charts are set, are telling a very compelling story, okay? Double bottom, right on key support, right here. You can move this down a little bit like that. Boom, there it is. Till red, high or low, just like Grogen. Now look, they could easily reverse and implode. If they do, I'll have to get out. But this is the right entry point. Finding support over, going back to to, uh, April, On the 200-day moving average, it keeps finding support, and now it's made a higher high and a higher low on Telray. That's one breakout away from a screamer. OGI is a favorite of mine. Didn't have a good Friday. Cronus, look at that chart pattern. That's a beautiful pennant. I mean, that looks really strong. And Village Farms, I like a lot. That looks like a reverse head and shoulders right at the 50 and 200 day. And let me tell you something about Village Farms. This was a terrible earnings announcement that we into stock and it's recovered completely. That's what I like to see. There's some serious institutional support going on for Village Farms. Okay. Now, I'm going to wrap up. I want to just highlight one more group. Full disclosure, I don't own these stocks yet. I keep trying to find my way in, and I get out, I get in and get out, trying to find my way in. When small caps break out, if we see IWM break out, and if you look at other stocks, the bigger cap uh, um, um, leaders, the biotech space is starting to heat up, and I might want some of that exposure. So the first thing we did was we bought shares of Illumina. It's our number one biotech company. We just absolutely love it. And I've owned it. You know, let me explain something to you. I, I first met this company in 1997. 1997, they think they had six, um, six uh, um, base products in the market. And they were all with uh, research institutions around the country. And so we didn't buy the stock then. It was just six. But we met with the CEO of the company and we met with him every quarter for like three or four you know, quarters, so I guess the whole year. And we still couldn't really understand what the hell he was talking about. But boy, it sounded compelling. So we stayed on the stock. And in 2001, I think, when they had seeded the market with enough of their products and they started to see a ramp in consumable sales, that's when Wall Street gets interested. And we did. We owned the stock around $3.50. And You know, for some of our investors, we we still own it today. I mean, the stock's just been a huge success. I like to trade it, okay? And so what we've done with you all, and hopefully you're a part of this, we bought it right down here. And I shared this with you back then on the Saturday that we were buying it for this skyrocket, right? Then it made a double bottom at the 200-day, and we bought it back here, right? So this thing skyrocketed in reverse, and we took it out right here. When it took out the low of this huge up bar, it was over, Okay. And it sets up a double bottom. We bought it again right on the 200 day. You know why? You know why? Because it's an arm of value entry point. What was the risk? What was the risk buying it this day? What if it took out the low of that day? I'd be out. It closes back below the 200 day. I'm, I'm done. But as you'll notice, your successes never challenge the stop. They never challenge the stop, the successful trades and the successful investments. And this is one of the examples. So we own that, right? We already own. Um, Pacific Biosciences, because you can't own Illumina without PAC Biosciences. They, they go hand in hand. As you can see, the stock is performing great. We've already hit our first target, booked par- partial profit, raised the stock. So now we're starting to look at other, and let's just take a look at biotech real quick, IBB. IBB is broken out of a you know, great base right there. Okay? So the big cap biotechs are breaking out. And so that makes me look at fate. These are just some patterns I really like. Beam, BioNano. Okay? Um, those are my thoughts for a Saturday. I hope you find them helpful. In conclusion, what am I saying? The risk monitor is green. It just gave us a follow-on green signal on Thursday. So the window's open from a probability standpoint for us to make a lot of money in the next couple of weeks. Caveat being, if it reverses, we have to react. So I'm sharing with you a script, and if the script isn't followed, it tells you there's something else at play that we don't know, and we have to start protecting ourselves. Number one. Number two, small caps, I think, should reassert themselves next week. We need them to reassert themselves next week to confirm the breakout in the big indexes. If they do, it's another part of the script that comes into place that makes me even more bullish, and I'm going to want to be on that move in small caps because I think that's where alpha is. If that happens, where am I going to go? Cannabis, crypto, and biotech. Those are my thoughts for today. What are your questions? Thanks for joining me. Um, First up, Festeroso. Rosso. What do we got here? Did you know know HL is free falling? Let's take a look. Oh, yeah. Oh, we don't own it. Oh, yeah. We booked our profit in that, right? So, Festeroso, first of all, um, let's be clear. Make sure everybody who understands this, in case you don't watch this every single week, like Festeroso, (laughs) which I love that you do, and I love chatting with you every day. Um, via email as well. So that's fun. Thanks for your ideas. Um, We booked all of our profits in precious metals. I'm not talking about precious metals right now because I don't have any interest in them. I don't have room in my portfolio for them. I don't care what the story is. We booked our profit, right? We owned it in here. We picked up a great day trade. It skyrocketed here. I booked my profit because it was on the fourth standard deviation above the 200-day moving average. And that's typically where things will stop. It ended up stopping, now it's selling off. Okay, next question. Penn. Not, not, not a bad idea. I tried Penn last week and got out immediately because it's just not behaving right. But if it ever gets back above the 200-day, that could be a real nice entry point. Thank you so much, Vestroso. Enjoy yours as well. Current thoughts on Palantir. Oh, boy. All right, let's take a look at PLTR. First of all, just to share with you all, we have, um, you know, I guess could have been six weeks ago, our biggest focus when we started putting money back to work were the cybersecurity stocks, okay? PLTR is one of them. So we like to invest in groups here at the Armour Report. It's part of the process for us. We look at the big indexes first, then we look at groups, then we look at stocks in the groups. And we want to identify groups that are running and load the portfolio in the groups that are running. That's how institutional monies run. The guys who run billions of dollars, they can't buy one stock. So what they do is they find a theme that they like, and they start buying them all. And that's our job is to find the ones that the cream rising to the top and focus on those. PLTR is one of those names. So we picked off PLTR right here in the armor Portfolio. So first thing I want to share with you is we already own the stock, and we own it right in here. It broke that downtrend, made a tight little pennant right in here, and we bought it, and now it's starting to walk its way higher. I think there's a lot of upside in PLTR, okay? The leaders in our portfolio, the leaders, the first stock we bought was Cloudflare right here as it popped above the 50-day moving average, and you can see the stock has just skyrocketed, okay? And if you have an interest in – being a part of these early entry points, you could consider subscribing to the Armor report. Okay, Um, take a look at, what else do we have? Our second largest and uh, first position we put on was CrowdStrike, right in here as it came across the 50-day moving average, same setup as NetCloud, right? And then the thing is just walking out. All right, so I really like PLTR, and I think it can keep going, LX. Hey, Wiggy, what's happening, man? I haven't seen you in a while. LX. I don't know LX, and this is the part of the show I love because I start getting ideas I don't know, and I have to do research before Monday. Um, Well, first thing, this is a China-based holding company. So right there, I won't invest in it. Right there, Wiggy. I just won't do it. I'll trade it. I'll day trade it but I don't buy and hold Chinese companies. I don't care how good the charts look. I have too many other ideas I can own. I won't own a stock based in a country that doesn't follow generally accepted accounting principles, that has a government that can decide to crack down on a group for no apparent reason at any time they want. How can I go to sleep at night? I can't. So I don't ever own Chinese stocks in the portfolio, and I don't care how they do. It's opportunity cost of money. And there's I, I got so many U.S. companies to buy right now, I can't get them all. Why would I waste my time at a Chinese company? That's my thought. Don't let me stop you from doing it. If you're comfortable, have at it. Right? Your risk tolerance and mine are different. Okay, um, But I have to do some work on LX. I don't know it at all. Hey, Stuart, thanks so much. Appreciate, appreciate you as well. Um, what do we got here? The like button. Hey, guys, thanks so much. Erez, I appreciate that, my friend. Thanks so much. Uh, we did have an awesome Alpha Week, um, Stephen. It was just great, and we'll, I think we're going to continue that role. Uh, okay, so... Wish. Wish is a great uh, trading stock. We made some good money day trading it yesterday. Let me just show you what we're doing here uh, from a day trading standpoint and share with you um, um, a thought. So those of you who um, – let me share – I'm going to share with you a website that you might find interesting. If you guys have seen this, full disclosure, I have no um, contact with this website, but it's called – um swaggystocks.com, and it just shows you the top stock. Oh, you're looking at the side of my face. Great. It shows you the top stocks that are being talked about on Wall Street bets. Okay? And you'll see Wish is number two right here. Number one is SPCE. Okay? So um, it's interesting to day trade those names. It doesn't mean that I want to own them long term, but... It's a it's a good way to find ideas to day trade. That's number one. Number two, Brett Kachuba of Spot Gamma, excuse me, did a um, did a video a couple days ago explaining why wish should go up a lot. You know, either Friday, Monday, or Tuesday. So we got on that trade on Friday, on our live trading desk. and We made money. I'll show you how we did it. But I want to tell tell you why we booked our profit. Okay, this is the part. So you're looking at a three minute chart. Each bar is three minutes. This is our day trading uh, um, uh, uh, algorithm that we use, what we call the price movement profiler. It all starts with the volume weighted average price, the black dots. Then we have an opening range, a high and a low in the middle. And off of that, we get Fibonacci extensions higher and lower with the average true range higher and lower. I call them armor indicators because we take off the shelf indicators and we infuse top day and multi-day volatility components to change them a bit, make them a bit more accurate. So what we look for is to trade a stock that's above prior days, volume weighted average price, and then it pops above top days, volume weighted average price. So we got this trade right here. It popped above the VWAP here. We put the trade on it ran to an opening range high. We always book some profit up there. We raised our stop. We got out, made a small amount of money. It comes down and makes a base over uh, from, a, a what is that, 11 o'clock, I think that was? Yeah, 11 o'clock to 1230, okay? And we actually picked this off on the, um, what did I say, 1230? Yeah, yeah, 1236. We actually bought Wish again at 1236 at the end of that bar. What I was looking at is a double bottom on the first, um, by the way, this is, um, the first standard deviation below the VWAP. This is the first standard deviation above, second and third standard deviations above, okay? So very often with our uh, trading strategies, what we look for is support to come in. So the asset will run up early, pull back and test the VWAP, which is the black dots, or it tests the first standard deviation below the VWAP. In this case, that's what it did. So when it reverses and puts in a hammer bottom and takes out this little, you know, formation, we get long. The stop is the low of this tail right here, okay? And the target was the opening range high again. It went right up to that target, up to it and through it, booked a profit, raised our stop on this big down bar, took us out of the rest of the trade, and we captured everything there was in which there was a lot of talk about how 15 was the magical price that Wish is gonna go to because of its gamma location. And what we were doing was booking profits at 14 and three quarters because everybody knows it's supposed to go to 15, (laughs) all right? So people are dumping early. So what we do is book some profit, raise the stop. If it took off and went through 15, great, we would have had a piece on. We would have kept making money. But if everyone starts dumping before it gets to 15, we book our profit and we're done for the day. And that's what we did in Wish. And we'll try it again Monday and Tuesday of next week. Okay? Ah. Yeah, great, uh, great question. Totally stopped out of Nokia, booked a profit, made some good money in Nokia. Okay, so we picked off Nokia right in here. It ran up here. We booked our profit on that bar right there. Okay, it came down. Now it's back up pretty much to where we sold it. Not sure what I'm going to do with Nokia. Not sure. But it's on the list of top names being discussed uh, on Wall Street bets. It's on the list. So I'm probably going to have Nokia as a day trade candidate on Monday morning. And if I get a good trade on that skyrockets, I might stay with it. Whoops, what do we got here? Just got a tweet. United poised to buy more than 200. Hey, there you go. <laughs> There's Boeing. There's a Boeing story right there. That's an example of buying an industrial, not just for industrial's sake, but because it was the right armor value entry point. And in full disclosure, I don't own it. It's not in our portfolios. I'm fully loaded with everything else, and I don't have room for Boeing. But I'm just saying, there's, a, there's an example of the right entry point. Oh, my God. Wasn't that just great? Tampa Bay, Tampa Hockey, capital of the world. What a great game seven. So true. I, I, I'm so with you on that, man. I watched. In fact, I just I recorded the game, and I watched it with my son this morning over breakfast. And we were just on the edge of our seat. For those of you who don't know, in the first time in Stanley Cup history, a game seven was ended one nothing, and the one goal was short handed. That <laughs> was a sick game for, for, so, for so little scoring. I mean, we were just on the edge of our seat. Go Tampa, because I'm a Ranger fan, and you know, um, the last thing I want to see is the Islanders win. So thank God for that. And if, I mean, who needs to see Montreal win again? Please. How many times are they gonna win? I can't even believe Montreal's in it. All right, enough of that. Tech monkey, how you doing, Deb? H I T I. High tide. What do you got for me there? I always count on you for some some off the beaten path, interesting ideas. Cannabis. High tide. Canadian company. Manufacturers cannabis related consumption accessories. Are we talking about bombs? Stuff like that? Huh. It looks like it was just uplisted. I'm going to write that one down to do a little bit of research on high tide. I wonder, do they sell their products into the U.S.? Are they tapping the U.S. market? I'm going to go look at that. Leading enterprise operating across Canada, Europe, and the United States. Companies include a dominant Canadian cannabis retail chain, cutting-edge smoking accessories, largest e-commerce platform in the world. Huh. All right, let's do some research on High tide, maybe that's something we have to get a piece of because that chart looks great. Thanks for that idea, Deb. Well done. Proximity. a nice alpha, both days of trading. Hey, thanks a lot for that, Casey. I'll take a look at that. Um, I don't you know I don't um, I won't trade this right now. I need at least three months under my belt before I trade it, but offers cloud-based platform for medical, professional physicians tools. Okay, great. yeah, I mean, we'll put that on the list. and I'm not really willing to buy TeleDoc yet because it just doesn't set up on on my chart. That just looks terrible to me, so I can't do anything there. Um, in order for me to get started buying something, I need to see higher lows and higher highs after a downtrend has been in place. So if this thing blows out and takes out these highs and then pulls back, makes a higher low, then I might get interested in Teladoc again. And I'll put DOCS on the list. Thanks for helping me out there. Hey, thanks so much, Raz Jones. Lots shares of PD in the portfolio. I just love that cup and handle we'll see if that plays out and you has just been a screamer although it had a down day on friday a well deserved break h y l n so this is the ev story all right, I'll take a look at it. Not my favorite chart pattern, but I'll do some research, okay? Raymond, what's happening, brother? Well, that chart looks pretty good. Whoops. You know, that's a really great looking idea. If I'm gonna be owning all these other small cap biotechs, how do I not um, own a piece of this, right? In fact, this is leading, this is like a leader. We're gonna put that at the top of our list. Great idea, well done, thanks for bringing that to the table. I mean, that's the chart we're looking at right here. Oops. Something like that. Boy, it looks good. I'm gonna put a little star next to that one. And of course, we're already on CRISPR in the armor portfolios. We bought CRISPR right off of this breakout. It hadn't even started to break out yet. We bought it as it went right above these key moving averages and now it's starting to accelerate. Boy, CRISPR could get interesting, and I imagine MTLA will go with it or lead it. That chart looks good. Oops, FLGC. All right, I'll take a look. Don't know it. MKTX. All right, I'll take a look. Those patterns don't excite me. SP I'm going to try to rip through some charts here. Thanks, Casey. Have a good weekend, too, brother. You know, my, my uh, four-year-old daughter asks, asked me um, the other day, w- why do I say, see you later, brother, if you're not my brother? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I just uh, it just works for me. Oh, keeping your kids keeps keeping you busy. All right, sounds good, buddy. AI. Ooh. All right, let's take a look. I mean, I, I, that pattern doesn't intrigue me, but. It, it's a new issue that was a hot new issue, and then it sold off and made a nice bottom in here. So now's the time where if I like the fundamentals, that's where I start looking at, at, at a new issue. After it's been wiped out, no one cares about it anymore. To build enterprise-scale AI applications for organizations. I'm burning through their cash and losing money, but I we'll have to listen to the conference call. I'm going to write that one down because um, that's when I like to buy new issues you know, it comes public to such excitement um, and then collapses as they either do a secondary offering or they they start selling, uh, the insiders start selling or whatever, and it sets up a bottom like that, and it could get interesting. All right, guys. I appreciate your time today. If there's any more questions, I'll take them, load them up Last last call. If not, this has been great. I got some great ideas for us to work on. Sonos, H-I-T-I, N-T-L-A, and AI. Those are the four that I'm gonna focus on for research purposes, okay? AI, S-O-N-O, I think maybe I wanna get S-O-N-O back in my portfolio. Okay, N-T-L-A, I think I have to I have to do that. That, that chart looks sick, so I'm gonna to have to get a piece of that. H-I-T-I. That's an interesting story there. FAS. Um, I, don't, I really don't like the financial stocks and I can't stand that chart pattern. So I'm going to stay away from that. Look, look at that chart pattern. Look at the chart pattern of um, the financial stocks. And then let's go look at the chart pattern of say, um, um, trying to think of, trying to make a point here. Um, Let's look at, uh, I don't know. Let's just look at Sonos for a minute. All right. We're buying weakness and a clear double bottom. So we know exactly what our stop is. And we're going to buy it. If it pops here above the 50-day, that starts to move higher. Or if we, if we look at, even if we look at NTLA again, what's so intriguing about that is you have this huge, look, look at the base here, all the way back to January. So for the entire year, it's been building a pennant, and now it's coming out of the pennant. If I look at the financials, this looks like a major uptrend that was just broken in a major way. Where's the pattern? I mean, what, what, we're just hoping it reverses and skyrockets again. I just – I don't see it. And so I'm, I'm avoiding the financials. I'm avoiding – you know, the last thing I'm going to do is go out there and buy anything that has to do with infrastructure. The time to buy the infrastructure stocks is when nobody's talking about infrastructure. The time not to buy infrastructure stocks is when they just passed a bill in Congress. And if you don't believe me, then just look what happened to cannabis. Cannabis. Just look what happened to cannabis. We started buying cannabis last year before the election. Right off the bottom. Then there was a blue wave. Then the stocks skyrocketed. Then New York agreed to go recreational and that was the time to sell them. And then they all got crushed. And now we're coming and starting to buy them again because nobody's talking about cannabis now. So uh, I'm avoiding things like a, a pave, I, I would not, not come anywhere close to that. And the same thing is true for um, for financials. Um, hey, Rob, what's happening, man? Nice to see you. Ooh, Autodesk looks good. Whew. Boy, that chart looks good. There's a risk on entry point from an Armor Insider and one of the original, an Armor OG. Rob's been with us for a while and I appreciate all that you bring to the table, Rob. There's the pennant. That looks great. Firm holdings. Alright, I'll keep my eye on that. FSLR. know it's funny Mark we've been looking at these um, solar stocks on our trading desk our favorite has to be um, Enphase and then I really like run oops Um, but I mean I certainly can't argue with first solar and this is the ETF that I'm looking at, which is TAN, and which owns all of them. And I guess it's just a question of what holds me back. It's just an opportunity cost of money. Where, where do I want to go? I don't like any industry that's – so don't let me stop you. Go own it. The chart looks great. So that could be the end of this conversation if you wish. I only have so much capital to commit. I have all these ideas. I can't get them all. So I start trying to whittle down and get rid of risks that that um, bother me. I don't like to buy industries that are talked about by politicians. Cannabis is different. I trade it when politicians don't talk about it. I sell it when politicians are telling us how great it is. Okay, But other than cannabis, I don't like when subsidies drive an industry. I don't like when China can make a decision that can wreck an industry. That can happen at any moment. So I I don't like that. So I just never get comfortable owning solar. It's a great idea to trade. I just never get comfortable. At the end of the day, I look at solar and then I'll look at, you know, small cap biotech and I'll say, I don't know, for the risk, I'd rather the biotech. I mean, if the biotech hit, it's got a lot of risk, too. Biotech's got tons of risk. But it's not like China's going to make a decree overnight that wrecks the small-cap biotech I own. I don't think. I mean, who knows, you know? But I don't know. I, I, I first saw where if you're just looking at the chart, the chart looks great. Um, there's nothing wrong with that chart. It looks great. I should probably own it. You just talked me into it, Mark. <laughs> Snow. Well, we own snow. We own snow and it had a pretty lousy close on Friday. Whoops. Um, that was just a pretty lousy close at the end of the day. Who, who knows what that had to do with. Um, There was some crazy volatility in the last 15 minutes. It really means nothing. So anyway, um, I I own it right here, um, and I'm probably going to use the low of this day as my stop, which is 244.47, and I'll just step out. But I like the pattern. I like the setup, but right now that looks like a bit of a double top, and I might have to be out of that on Monday if it doesn't hold up. I'm going to end on that note. Deb, thank you so much for joining. All of you guys, thanks for being here. It was lots of fun. I look forward to working with Armor Insiders 830 for our morning meeting. Um, I am going to be sharing with you every Wednesday. We're going to do a live morning meeting. So what we do all week for Armor Insiders on Wednesdays, I'm going to do it for everybody on YouTube. I'm just going to you know, give you a live look into what we do and how we get ready for our day on Wednesdays in the middle of the week. Okay, so I'll see you all there on Wednesday. I'll see you all again, of course, on Friday, guys. Have a great weekend.